Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dispatch Education Team, this is The Learning Pod, a Gannett-powered podcast on everything education, featuring Sheridan Hendricks, Megan Henry, and Michael Lee. Today on The Learning Pod, we'll be discussing Columbus City Schools' facility master plan to close, consolidate, and repurpose schools in the district. While there's no projected timeline yet for which schools may close or when, the growing district is also considering the possibility of building 19 new schools in the next 20 years. Columbus City Schools has long been examining the district's buildings and needs. Michael, can you give us an overview of this plan and the district's current needs? Yeah, so from my understanding, uh, basically the reason for the facilities master plan is, uh, so it, it, it hasn't, hasn't been updated since for many, many years. And, um, and the district kind of, they, what they were telling me was that I think some of, these, some of the schools in the district were kind of just too big for the amount of students that were actually in those schools. And so what they decided is, you know, well, so they, they put together uh, a committee, a facilities master plan committee, and the committee recommended a plan essentially building six new high schools, six new middle schools, and six new elementary schools, which would essentially, and, and those schools aren't going to add more, essentially, if that makes sense, to the, the grand total. In fact, what you know, the district told me was essentially that, um, there's it's it's likely that there's going to be a reduction of schools and and that they were saying is you know the purpose for that is so that they can you know essentially consolidate students into these newer buildings from those old from old schools and then and, and that allows them to essentially allocate their resources to more students right so they were saying you know academic rigor or providing you know uh, more athletics to students more art programs to students and so that's from again again from my understanding really the plan and, and one of the bigger reasons for yeah the these this, these recommendations and the new buildings yeah and this wasn't just a plan that, you know, district officials cooked up on their own. This was a collaboration with the community, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I spoke with Jim Negrone. He's the uh, chair of the Facilities Master Plan Committee. And he told me, essentially, the committee actually consists of uh, parents. Well, uh, either it's, it's just a really mix of adults, a mix of adults, either parents, maybe some teachers and student representatives from each region. Uh, I think there are six regions in the Columbus City Schools. And so essentially they have come together with other community members as well. I think so this this is, we're currently in phase six and in phase five they held essentially simulations of, you know, uh, what the community felt should be done with, you know, these new buildings or where they think the new building should go, et cetera. And um, yeah, and they, they kind of came together and um, provided their ideas. They, they came up with originally at the beginning of um, at the end of phase five, beginning of phase six, they came up with actually three different concepts for high schools, middle schools, and elementary schools. And then, you know, eventually now we're at this point where, uh, you know, like mentioned before, they kind of 
came with this recommendation to the board of the six high schools, six middle schools, and seven elementary schools. Columbus City Schools has a lot of buildings in its district. It has 112 buildings, uh, some of which have been around for more than a century. Megan, what goes into consideration in determining what buildings might close or change? And what's the cost on a project as large as this? Yeah, that's a great question. It's not entirely clear. Columbus City Schools currently has 112 schools with the capacity to hold nearly 60,000 students. However, enrollment for the current school year is fluctuating between 46,000 and 48,000, which is why the district in part is looking into what can they do with these buildings in order to maximize the space and meet their current needs. So basically, only 46 of the district's 112 school facilities have been comprehensively renovated or replaced in 2004 through the previous master plan for facilities, uh, which started in 2002. So it's kind of a question mark for these remaining schools that weren't renovated recently, like what is going to happen to them, which is cause for uncertainty about what's going to happen with these schools. And so at that time, with the previous master plan that was put in place, voters approved bonds totaling $392 million dollars. Uh, and voters then increased the amount by another $115 million, 2008 to go into that process with the master plan. So I haven't seen yet an actual figure or an amount of what all these phases of the new master plan, the current one, might all entail. So it's kind of up in the air still. There's still a lot to be determined with this, and it will ultimately go up for a ballot vote or for a vote on the next school levy to kind of see what is going to happen with it. So with the Buildings that weren't renovated or replaced, it's kind of a question mark. It's a big, yeah, it's a question mark of what's going to happen to it. Yeah, you mentioned that there's a lot of uncertainty around what buildings might close and, um, you know, because nothing's really set in stone yet. It's all just a conversation at this point. What has been the community's response to this plan so far, you know, folks in the district, whether they have students or not? Yeah, I talked to some folks uh, on the hilltop and specifically talking to uh, Highland Elementary School. This school was built in 1895 uh, and is one of those schools with an unknown future that hasn't been previously renovated formally as a part of the previous school master plan. They have This school has received updates over the year to modernize it, um, but it has not been officially renovated. And so leaders in, on the hilltop are concerned and they have questions just surrounding all this uncertainty. I talked to Shelly Casto, she is the executive director of the Highland Youth Garden, which is a nonprofit that is actually across the street from the school. And she was telling me how when they started this garden, they purposely picked this location since it's across the street from the school. And it's a really awesome collaboration where the students are able to go over and work at the garden or just help out. And the staff there know the students and it's just an awesome relationship that they have. And so these students have another adult in their life, basically, who is investing in them and pouring into them. And so Shelly is concerned that that would go away if Highland School were ultimately to close or something uh, would happen to it. So she is hoping that the school can be renovated. And then I talked to another member of the community, James White. He's actually on the Greater Hilltop Area Commission. And he was actually at a facilities master plan meeting back in December, but he is critical of the district's lack of transparency. He basically didn't really know uh, about the facilities master plan that Columbus City Schools was doing until December. And at that point, it had been happening for over a year with the various phases. And so he is just critical uh, since a lot of this is taking place, unfortunately, during COVID, which the district, of course, didn't see coming. But that's just um, been another factor for the district to kind of navigate around with having these meetings, you know, virtually or um, in person, but having, trying to get the word out has been has been tough. And so James acknowledged that, but it's just been 
he was just had these concerns that he didn't know about this until towards the very end of the different set of phases. So he is he's looking forward to having hopefully a newer buildings uh, on the hilltop that will benefit the students. But he is just concerned about what is going to happen to some of these other buildings. So we've mentioned phases, we've mentioned ballot issues, you know, what comes next in this process? Where do we go from here with the facilities master plan? Yeah, so now the committee's recommendations that they presented at a previous board meeting earlier in February now move on to the Neighborhood School Development Partnership Committee, which is an independent volunteer panel that was created by the Columbus Board of Education in 2002 for the previous facility master plan when they got that ball rolling. So their proposal calls for the plan to be approved in June with an issue on the ballot in November. And then the projected timeline would be for the first school opening in August 2026, uh, with the total plan ideally to be completed by 2040 to 2042, so in 20, 20 years. And basically, from my understanding as well, speaking with board president Jennifer Adair, you know, she was saying with that committee, that's when they're really going to figure out you know, what exactly, which buildings, you know, um, what's going to be done. And, and something that I know she was mentioning that, you know, looking into the future as well, which is with the new buildings means old buildings are going to you know, become empty. Um, and, you know, the district in the past has um, essentially kind of just left them there or left them up for sale. Right. And that's kind of just how they've dealt with, with vacant buildings. But, you know, she was saying that, you know, there's a possibility, you know, we, they might figure out, you know, what they want to do with these buildings where, you know, they could turn it into park space. They could turn into housing, recreation centers for the community, really any, she was, she was basically saying they're going to be doing their best to really make sure that they have either repurpose them or, you know, use them for, for something else. Yeah. Well, whatever ends up happening next, I know you guys will keep following it. So thanks for all your work so far. If you'd like to support more local journalism like this, please consider subscribing to the Columbus Dispatch. Visit dispatch.com slash subscribe now to learn more. Thanks for listening. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.